Welcome to the clan! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. That's what you're going to need. You're going to need some leverage. You're going to need an audience. You're going to need a reason for people to stand up and salute you. It's just not about your talent anymore. Talent's important, but now you've got to bring the business with it, and that's why we called it The Climb. It's an acronym. It stands for Creating Leverage in the Music Business. Brilliant! Thank you. And with that, the man who came up with that incredible wordsmithing happens to be my beloved co-host and my good friend, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent also helps songwriters like you turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting. And you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. It's an innovative artist development company. Basically, they help you find your sound and they help you find your audience. Brilliant! Thank you. Not only do I'm so bad at that. Johnny does it so well, and I just decided to try and I failed. But anyway, not only does Daredevil develop and improve your artistry, they also grow and monetize your fan base, creating cash flow. I was being quieter because my kids are asleep. I couldn't yell brilliant. But anyway, Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and there's no S because there is only one Johnny D. Woo! Praise the Lord for that. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I had my little nephew down uh, for the week. Mm-hmm. He was going to an art camp. Uh, like I guess it was a drama camp, but it's kind of art because they did music, they did acting, they did dancing, and it was down in Nashville. He lives up in Louisville, so I get he's mm-hmm. nine years old, so we get to hang out for the week, which is really cool. Cool. So I got to be, I get to live your life for a week. As a, One, as a 25% father. of my life. 25% of your chaos. <laughs> Take that, multiply it by eight, because when there are four, it doesn't just get four times harder. Oh. There's like exponentiality right. in there, but yeah. that's awesome. So, well, I'll yeah. tell you what, like the whole week, like he's actually chill. He's nine years old, but his little brother's five, JJ. And mm-hmm. um, my sister likes to say, like, Colin, the older one, is all her husband, right? All the Baraboo family. And JJ, Total Dwinell, right? So JJ off the chain at five. Like he came down with mom to pick up Colin. They were at the house for a couple hours. I was more exhausted from that couple hours from the two of them being together than I was for the whole week with Colin. He was easy, you know. But it's just like off the off his rocker, man. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a different vibe when they they start teaming up. Oh yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah. It's another gasoline and fire. Yeah. So but anyway, we got, listen, this episode here is uh, going to save you thousands of dollars, thousands of hours. It'll save you thousands. And it's just one simple question that you have to ask. One question. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. But first, uh, do we have I think we should do a review. I think we should do a review too. We should do a review. I'm all about saving some thousands, but uh, let's let's talk about five stars right it. now. So this is a tasty five star review from JB Doty, and it says uh, the t- song title challenge was excellent. Brent is a true craftsman. Thank you. 
And Johnny added some great flavor bombs to the process as well. I listened on my walk this morning, and I was literally laughing out loud and enjoying the whole episode. Keep it up. Thank you, JB. We had a blast doing it, and I'm glad you had fun listening to it. Yeah, man. You know what? We did have a blast doing that. Brother. That was fun. That, that like, was that's fun. That's by far our stuff. longest episode by like almost double yeah. the normal length, but I, I got to tell you, I didn't care. Like, I was like, this is too much fun. Like, we got to do that again. It was fun. Let's do it again. It was. So, yeah, I'm up for doing it again. So, what, when people send some more ideas in... Yeah. So, so let's do it again. Um, so, um, get your, get, so, so for new listeners, song title challenge, uh, the, the brief history of this in less than 30 seconds is we had a listener sort of call us out and ask Brent to write a song like on the podcast, which just wouldn't translate with the medium that we're in. It just right. wouldn't work. So we thought, well, we're up for a challenge. Send us the song titles. Brent's a pro writer and, and he'll spin up like uh, all the different ways that he would look at that a treatment of the song. Yeah. Like, here's what I would think about. Here's what I would write. And and uh, Johnny over here, who's rock and roll writer, just comes in with the off color and avant garde stuff that probably would never ever make it to country radio. But you never know. You um, never know. <laughs> and we had a just a good time doing it. And I think we had like for each song, we came up with some really different sort of viewpoints on it. And mm-hmm. I, I certainly got some positive feedback in my email about it i'm sure you did too brent yeah it's fun so and and just for the record um since i am a country hammer everything will look like a country nail so if you send it in basically what you know johnny springs them on me so i have no no heads up no uh no forewarning so right. he's like hey here's a title blah 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 and i go oh well what would i do with this and we riff on that for a couple minutes and i'm probably going to look at it from a you know a country commercial country point of view because that's the world i know the best and walking through my thought processes and so and but of course it's not a co-write so anything you send in it's still your title you can use anything that johnny and i come up with it's 100 percent yours it's just fun we're, we're not just gonna, having fun it, we're, we're just do, creative yeah we're doing flowing. it for fun and also to kind of give you a glimpse inside like at least my process what i'm thinking about my decision making that sort of thing so, yeah, you can send them. What's that email address, Johnny? Oh, info at daredevilproduction.com. Again, production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com. All capital letters in the subject line. Put song title challenge. Send in your song title. And we just get through as many as we can kind of get through that we think mm-hmm. we can get away with in, a, <laughs> right. in an episode. I mean, I'd like to say we're going to keep it to 30 minutes with the last one. We just really yeah. had a blast doing it. So it was, like, really mm-hmm. super fun. So, um and and it like it was clearly well received because that's the first time I can I think we've ever gotten a specific comment on an episode right like we get lots of comments on the podcast that are we've brilliant gotten, we've gotten a few on, on a specific episode because I remember sometimes they're Johnny episodes and that always makes me mad oh okay well good because well, they really like one of your episodes and that 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 vexes <laughs> well good because they're healthy competition I like to there stick it go. to you once <laughs> that's all. right. So, uh, oh, and one more thing. I think congratulations are in order for you, sir, because you oh. just texted me a couple of days ago and you've sold out on the C4X, right? Yeah, the C4 Experience. C4 Experience. Uh, so, right, I call it C4X for short. Yeah, just sold out. So I'll be all, the whole uh, this month, I guess, over the month of August, I'll be walking through every Tuesday night with a group of 10 songwriters and, and basically just up in their commercial game. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to spend about 10 hours together, and I'll be doing it again probably in about six months or so. But looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, we're going to just 
try and kick it up a notch. Man, you know, that's really cool. I mean, you've got me thinking on this too, by the way, like on some different ways that, that uh, I can apply this to the marketing aspect and just have mm-hmm. some brainstorming and some stuff. I just was out um, before I came in to record this tonight with, uh, with Nicole Zeller, who's the publicist for Barfrog and with Randy and it's working with multiple artists of mine now. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just trying to talk about branding her and just having a good time like riffing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on different ways to kind of brand her company and, and, and make that happen. And so I've actually really enjoyed that. I thought maybe, maybe that's a way I can get closer to what you're doing with that on the songwriting side to help some of the indie artists. So uh, mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. We'll try to keep that going. There we go. Want to learn All how right, to save so, thousands? Yes, I want to learn how to save thousands. All right. So, because I ain't got thousands to save. So, so this Preach. one question, this one question that you have to ask yourself will literally save you thousands of dollars, thousands of hours. It will keep you asking the right questions uh, if you seek the truth on the answer. But here's the problem. Most of you, you're not going to seek the truth on the answer. You're not really going to ask the question and try to get to the answer. Kind of like the difference between a toxic relationship and a healthy relationship. If you have a healthy relationship and you get called out on some of your BS, right? And you know it's your BS, like you got a mm-hmm. choice right there where you get called on it. You're like, man, I'm, you're right. I'm sorry. And that means you're trying to get to the truth and you're not about trying to win. You're not about trying to manipulate anything into your, you know, your line of thinking. You're like, uh, you know, baby, I'm sorry. Like, you're right. Like, that's that was completely insensitive or whatever. And you make your apology when you know that you were wrong. Right. And then Mm -hmm. there's sometimes that makes the times when you know that you're right. And the other person hasn't seen it more powerful and they're going to take that more seriously. Right. But it's about seeking the truth. And when, when we have stuff that's really important to us, like deep down important to us, like our music, our band, um, our significant other, politics, religion, certain points of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, we This is a bad, bad habit that we all get into, which is we try to manipulate whatever the information is to fit into our belief as opposed to just trying to look at the truth. So here's... Yeah. What's it called? It's confirmation bias, I think, Ooh. where you tend to, you know... I haven't heard that. I like that. Accept in the information that supports your pre-existing point of view and you tend to kind of ignore put aside the information that contradicts your preformed point of view. Right, you can't see any better examples of that than, is the, than the politics, like on Facebook. Politics, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's ugly. <laughs> you can see stuff about Trump's great or Trump's awesome, and you're going to tend to read the stuff that aligns with what you already think about him. Right. So, so before I tell you this, this sentence, before I give you this question that's going to save you and all this time and all this money— like you need to think about that deeply. Like I need you because you want. I promise you, if you seek the truth, the answers will come, and you will begin to get momentum. That's just. I mean, you know, providing you're not horrific, right? Providing that you're just. <laughs> it's providing that you're good, that you're compelling in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but there's there's plenty of really really compelling artists that are going nowhere because they're they're not asking this one question or their team around them is not asking this one question. And here it is: before you spend a penny on recording anything, before you spend a penny on a video, before you spend a penny on a tour, before you spend a penny on anything that has to do with your music career, 
ask this one question. Put this up in lights above your bed so you see it every time when you wake up in the morning. You ready for it? Here it is. I'm ready. Where's the traffic coming from? 40 East. <laughs> That's for you because you live and in so Mount all Juliet. These people, <laughs> all these people moving to Nashville. Every day, there's like a hundred of bummer to bummer. <laughs> and that's where all the traffic is coming from. It takes forever to get anywhere. That's that's where the traffic is coming from. East. So you want to you want to try and find an alternate route coming that's through Gallatin or something. That's it. All the Yahoo's coming to Nashville. <laughs> What's your dream? Everybody got a dream in Nashville. What's, What's your dream? dream? <laughs> Where's the traffic coming from? Because. Things that used to make sense in the music industry that made common sense don't make sense now. But I see everybody still doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I have artists on my roster that do it. It's their money. I can't tell them not to do it. They can mm-hmm. do whatever they want. Golden rule. Man with the gold makes the rules, you know. Yeah. But <clears throat> I feel, I, I know that if we spent the money differently, um, it would be... We'd have more results. We'd have more return on the investment. So where's the money coming from? I wanted Johnny, it's always been my dream to record a CD. I want to record a CD. Great. Where's the, where's the traffic going to come from on a CD? And so by traffic, you, you mean what? Okay. <clears throat> Eyeballs. So I think we've talked about this before. And, I, and uh, I, again, I can't remember if it's... I, I wrote about it on a blog for sure. I think we talked about it on the podcast, but I'm just going to repeat it anyway. So if I already said it, it bears repeating. But the formula for growing your audience, the formula for uh, blowing up an artist, right, which is what we all want to do so we can make a living and maybe even do more than that and become like important and all this kind of stuff. Like the, the formula for doing that has always been the same since we invented art. And that is get the art and the artist in front of new eyeballs, right? Targeted eyeballs, people that are going to like that kind of art. Again, a lot of you don't even get that part of it. Like, you know, if you have the if your art is is food, you're a chef, a world-class chef and you make the best hamburgers in the world and you're trying to sell them in a vegan community, you're not going to get any love. And as the artist that might wound us, like, why doesn't anybody love me? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I not right. they're not responding? Well, you're just in the wrong neighborhood, man. Like, you know, you've mm-hmm. got to go over here where they like me. Like, it's just that simple, right? So provided that they're targeted eyeballs, you get the art and the artist in front of targeted eyeballs and let them do their thing. And you're going to get people that get on board, that line up behind that artist and are like, holy crap, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. That's why we tour, right? That's why Mm -hmm. we used to make records. Okay? Now, Mm -hmm. think about that. Where did the, back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, Brent, where was the traffic coming from? Like, what we'd make a record and what would we do? Get on the radio. Get it on the radio. And -hmm. there was traffic on the radio. Right, oh, yeah. it was like millions of people listening to the radio because, folks, this is important. They didn't have a choice, or their cho- let's say this. Let me rephrase: the choices were limited. You either listened to what you already bought, mm-hmm. to the music that you owned, the CDs you had, the cassette tapes you had, or back in the seventies, the eight track tapes you had, mm-hmm. or you listened to the radio, and they determine. Right what you saw. But there were millions and millions and millions of people. So you made a record because you could, with the power of radio, influence enough people on something that was good to go out and make a purchase and why not make it 
12 songs or right. 10 songs, right? <laughs> make them make them buy the whole thing. In today's market, the only artist that I would tell that I would say it would be smart for you to make a full CD would be somebody like Anthony Oreo, who mm-hmm. does 200 plus dates a year. Right, if you're doing 200 dates a year, he can move enough CDs. And and, the, and by the way, uh, you know most of you probably never seen an Anthony Orio show, but the, he's not shy about it from the stage, man. Like they <laughs> they push those CDs from the stage and they sell them every single night, and he sells enough to make back the money on the recording costs and go and do it all again next year. Okay. And as somebody who's had several Anthony Orio cuts. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A couple little checks here. I mean, but, there you go. But, you know, so for Anthony, where's mm-hmm. the traffic coming from? They're coming in the bar. If they don't already know him, they're coming because they know Budweiser. That's right. That's A lot right. of people are coming because they know Anthony. But in new places, are coming because they know Bud, and then he's going to win them over, right? And he gets and, the opportunity to, to do that. By the time it's over, right. and and also he's doing two hundred plus dates a year. So he's he's. I mean, I figured out with his ex guitar player, who's a, a practically family to me, but um, it, it, we figured out he probably is in front of eighty thousand people a year. On it, not bad. You know what I mean? No. There, that's traffic, right? So, mm-hmm. where's the traffic coming from for Anthony? Makes sense. If you're an artist that does, you know, fifty shows a year, sixty shows a year, where's the, the traffic coming from? Right. Yeah. At the same, at the same bar, or maybe at a handful of bars, and you haven't expanded that out yet. Doesn't make sense for you to make a full CD yet, right? Why mm-hmm. spend the money? Um, bon Jovi's first record came out, um, nineteen eighty four, I think. Man, typically, guys. The first record loses money. You know, the second record makes enough to break even, but you still owe the losses from the first record. It's the third record that blows up. You know, Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen, third record. Slippery and Wet uh, was the third record from Bon Jovi. Um, Pyromania, third record from um, Def Leppard. Uh, bon, you know, Billy Joel, I mean, we can go on and on and on and on with these artists, and mm-hmm. typically it's the third record. Like, I think what, uh, I, I believe Joshua Tree, third record from U2, if I'm not mistaken, maybe the fourth. Um, <clears throat> but it takes a while to develop that brand name. You're going to lose money. Why lose money on 12 songs when you can lose money on one or two or three? Mm-hmm. Right? So, where's the traffic coming from? Is what you have to ask. And you may be like, Johnny, man, I listen to the radio. There's still people listen to the radio. All right, everybody pucker up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to deliver some really bad news right now. Okay? And um, I want you guys to ask this. I'm going to ask this question to Brent. And uh, Brent is is going to answer it. and then, But I want you to answer it in your head while you're listening to me. Brent... We all know CBS Broadcasting Company, right? It's one of the major networks. Right? Yes. So do, do you remember the year that CBS was started? And it, that's not as important as what industry was CBS in when they started? I do not remember the year, but I know it started during the when radio was king. Well, because radio was all that there was. <laughs> there was so no. you're absolutely <laughs> right, sir. Uh, right. Columbia Broadcasting System, that's what CBS stands for, was started in 1927. Okay, so that was... Um, My junior year? That was 20-some years before uh, TV was even invented, two decades before TV was e- ever even invented. 
So safe to say, CBS Broadcasting Company Radio was their cornerstone, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, as of 2017, February 2017, CBS sold off all their radio assets. So 90 years. They're out of the radio industry. 90 years. Yeah. They're out. Why? Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Well, if they get an ask because they're not making money, they're not making money because they don't have the advertising dollars. And if they aren't able to charge enough advertising dollars because they don't have enough listeners. Boom. There it is, people. That's it. Okay. Now, uh, and by the way, radio is still thriving and all their other broadcasting, um, you know, uh, endeavors. Okay. But y'all have heard of Clear Channel. Okay. Clear Channel is uh, AKA iHeart Media, iHeart Radio. Um, by the way, three big, the three huge corporations that own most of the major market, what they call P1 radio stations in the in the United States, are CBS, Clear Channel, AKA iHeart Radio, and. Mm-hmm. Um, Cumulus. You probably heard those three names, even though you might not have known what they do. They own the stations. They own the radio stations. Um, I, it was over well over 100 stations that CBS owned that they just sold. Uh, Clear Channel went bankrupt last year in 2016. That's not news. Might be news to you, but it's old news. Okay. Here's the new news. Mm-hmm. Their first quarter earnings just came out, and it's abysmal. Oh, yeah? Google it. Yeah, so iHeartRadio, iHeartMedia, a.k.a. Clear Channel, is maybe got enough money to last through the end of the year, and they're done. Oh, wow. Then the government's going to break them up. They're not going to, they're going to declare bankruptcy for a second time within a 24-month period. They're out, and they're just going to break that up, and, and who knows what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. that's one, two. The third one, Cumulus, I promise, close behind. I don't know when, but it's not a question of if. It's a question of when. Mm-hmm. And again, why are they going out of business? 
because they can't charge what they used to be able to charge for advertising. Now, just put that into perspective. Y'all are very familiar with one big advertising event, the biggest advertising event of the year. And you've all heard about this. And even like on layman, like people that aren't even in the entertainment industry, like everybody listening to my voice is in the entertainment industry. But people that aren't in the entertainment industry get news on what? What's the big, the biggie? On TV, Super Bowl, baby, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, yeah, Super Bowl, and they're charging what five million dollars for a thirty-second spot. You know why do they get that? Because a billion people are watching that spot, mm-hmm. and it's such a big deal. It's so hyped. Like we watch just as much of the commercials as we watch for the game. Oh yeah, there's right. never a chance to use the bathroom. Half the people go to the bathroom during the game so they may get back in time for the next set of commercials. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, yeah. so that's that's what we're talking about. So, when the listenership's up, you get to charge lots of money. When the when the when the eyeballs are down and people aren't watching, when there's no traffic, you're screwed. You're not making the money, but the overhead's still the same. Here's another question: Why do you think they invented the Jack format in the Bob format? Jack FM, Bob FM, Bob I think is for pop, and Jack FM is for sort of rock. What so those are what doesn't Jack FM have? I never listen to it because I listen to other stuff. Okay. <laughs> so um, well, was it? Do, they don't the have thing, DJs. Do, they the, don't have DJs, do they? They don't have DJs. They don't, yeah, they don't have It's prepackaged. That's it. They they spin cheaper, stuff off, right? uh, off. It's less expensive. There's no there's no talent charge because because radio's on its way down on the bell curve. Okay, mm-hmm. it's it's a technology that's going out of style. It's on its way down, and uh, the bean counters are the the people who come in at this point and are are responsible for managing the decline and making sure that the radio stations still make money while they're going down. Okay, and so what can they do? How do we figure out a way to broadcast, charge for advertising, and not pay a DJ? I got it. We'll we'll say a thousand songs in our rotation because they're they're spinning a lot more songs than. Than say major market country radio now, which is spinning, mm-hmm. uh, I think about twenty five songs a week, but they're spinning those twenty five songs two thousand sixteen times because mm-hmm. that's how many spins there are. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why you keep hearing the same songs over and over and over and over and over again. Okay, right. But uh, so anyway, that that's it. All starts to make sense. And Jack's been around for over a decade, right? So this isn't yeah. new. This is a new development. People, it's been going down. Okay, how about videos? I just released my CD, spent way too much money on that because nobody's ever going to listen to those songs because there's no traffic. And now what am I going to spend my money on? A video. I always wanted to make a video. Awesome. Okay, so music video. So you're going to make a video. I'm going to find some train tracks and I'm going to walk down them. That's right. Where's the Where's the traffic coming from? I'm going to find a field and I'm going to stand in it and record it. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm going to film that and then I'm going to lip sync. And it's going to be cool and awesome. Right. These are all great ideas. They're all fantastic artistic ideas. Where's the traffic coming from? Well, Johnny, there are like 8.5 trillion people on YouTube. So there's like, if I can just get like 1% of them. Oh, brilliant. Okay. I'm, let's, I'm let's, anyway, let's back it up. Let's like, why is, a, why is a music video so attractive to you? Because a lot of the artists that made you want to become an artist made music videos. And they spent mm-hmm. a lot of money on music videos, right? But they, mm-hmm. they were doing what back in the 1980s on MTV, on BET, on CMT, on GAC? Where was the traffic coming from then? My couch in college. 
everybody's couches, <laughs> right? right? Everybody was watching those channels. There was millions of people watching those channels. And what didn't the consumer have? And then I'm going to get back to your point that you just made on YouTube because mm-hmm. it's a really important point. But when you're watching MTV, you're making a choice to watch the channel. Mm-hmm. But how many more choices do you have after that? Uh, CMT. Right. Well, that, the, 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 <laughs> well, those was, are the choices yeah. of channels. But right. once you decide on a channel, you um, still have choices. I'm eating what they're dishing up. That's right. Now, if you go to CMT online, mm-hmm. and you've chosen to go to CMT's website. What choices do you have there? Probably what they're dishing up. Well, but you, but right. who gets More to choices. choose? Yeah, because you get to choose. Like, I'm going to CMT online. I want to see the new Tim McGraw video. Easy. Right. Search yeah, go look through their already see what right? I want to see. Yeah. But if you're watching CMT back in the day when they were spinning music videos, I want to see the new Tim McGraw video. Well, we know you know they're going to spin it. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to play that video because it's coming out, but you don't know when, so what do you do? Uh I wait for like the top twenty countdown, like Lance Bass or something. There you go. Whoever, and you see all the <laughs> you see a bunch of new artists, yeah. and but you're not choosing. The program directors are choosing what you're watching. Right. Yeah. You can choose to watch or not choose to watch, but when you do choose to watch, your choices end there, and you are a consumer, and they take you on the ride. You don't get to go for your own ride. But now, so we have artists. They're making videos. They want to get them on CMT. Great. Who's watching? You know. Nobody's watching. They're not playing music videos on CMT anymore, for the most part. So they're really you're going to be relegated to CMT online or MTV online or BET online or you know just pick your genre. They've got a music channel for it. This all applies across the board, people. Okay, and by the way, this is multi-genre. So CBS, Clear Channel, Cumulus all own country stations, rock stations, pop stations, rap stations. They they you know they're multi-genre. They own the radio stations. Okay, so when you get to CMT online, who, where's the traffic coming from? It's coming from people that know what they want to watch. The are they, do they want to watch you? Because are they aware of you? No, they don't even know you exist. Exactly. So you're not going to get any views on CMT that are significant enough to be worth making that video. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense, right? Like, hey, right. Johnny, we got, we got the opportunity to go over and do, you know, one show over in Europe. Great. Where's the traffic coming from? Mm-hmm. What's well, this really cool bar? Okay, I was going to do a bar gig in Europe and you're going to spend... It's coming along the other side of the street. It's really cool. <laughs> it's not... Um, they, they drive on the left. Right? So, okay. so to your point, to your point on, mm-hmm. Brent, YouTube. on YouTube... You know, because that's a, this is a conversation I have with an artist. He's like, "Well, there's a billion people every day that visit YouTube. That's that's an accurate number, a billion people a day." I mm-hmm. said, "Great." So th- there's traffic on on YouTube. It's like, yeah, but how do they know about you? Because what do people on YouTube have a choice? They have a choice. They got that little search bar. They're going to find what they're aware of. Mm-hmm. YouTube YouTube is not a channel. It. It's right. it's a billion channels. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's put it this way. Okay. How many country music fans and tourists come to Nashville in the course of a year? Huh. You know, thousands and thousands and thousands. Yeah. How many of them show up at your apartment waiting for you to sing them a song? Boom. Why because they, they don't know you're there. That's right. <laughs> so 
Do you see where I'm saying here, people? Like when you're spending, you've got money doesn't grow on trees. You've got a precious amount of dollars that you need to spend and you need to spend them in a way that's going to say, where's the traffic coming from? Like, I know that if I spend it here, I'm going to get some traffic, right? If I spend it here, I'm going to get some traffic. If you spend money on a CD doing 10 songs because that was your dream, hey, here's what I say to you. God bless. That's your dream. If your dream was just to put out a CD, then you're going to accomplish that and you will have realized your dream and then that will be it. Mm-hmm. But most people, when they say my dream was always to put out a CD, really what they're saying is, this is not everybody, but most people are like, I want a career. My dream yeah. is to really be an artist and I want to make a living being an artist. Okay, don't put out a CD. You know, spend, you know, the money recording two songs and then spend the rest of the money that you'd spend on the other 10 for that CD on marketing for those two songs. And doing mm-hmm. what? Getting those two songs in front of new eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Finding traffic for those songs. Right? Paying for Google AdWords to drive traffic to your site. We can go out and find them, right? Where's the traffic coming from on social media? Well, this is another really great example. Social media, like, like uh, the biggest faux pas that artists have is they don't think of social media as a growth tool. So again, so this is more less about your money and more about your time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to put this video up on, uh, on my Instagram account. Awesome. Where's the traffic coming from? Well, I got like a couple hundred followers. Great. They're going to they're, they're gonna be, they're gonna love to see that video. But where's the new traffic coming from? You know? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, maybe you should be, you know, if you're a country artist and you have a sort of rootsy, old school country mentality, maybe people who follow Chris Stapleton would love to love your music too. Mm-hmm. So you go out and you follow them and then they come back and they follow you. And then you start a mm-hmm. relationship with them. We already know you got a common subject to talk about, Chris Stapleton, right? You could probably talk about that for hours and, mm-hmm. and create a relationship. Give them that free download. Get that traffic. Yep. Right? Like when I'm building an email list for an artist, somebody asked me, hey, where's the traffic coming from, Johnny? From this email list that we're building. You know, from, from we're going to, you know, maybe PR, right? Like if you have a, a, um, some kind of, um, news that's more than just you're releasing a CD because there's a thousand people that releasing a CD every day. Nobody cares. That ain't news. You know, yeah. but when you have something like with Bailey, you know, we created that. Uh, this is by design, people. I mean, we had there's it, it. It made sense to her family and to her in a lot of ways, uh, out in very personal ways outside of business. But on a business sense, we created a relationship with the Jason Foundation, which is a youth suicide prevention organization. Because that gives us more news. Mm-hmm. We're more newsworthy now, right? right? She's now associated in the same team as the Charlie Daniels Band and as Rascal Flats, who are advocates for that, and all the NCAA football coaches who are advocates for JFI, and uh, 50 um, states' attorneys general who are, are, you know, work with JFI to change the law. So, so where's the traffic coming from? Right, like these. If if you ask this one question before you make a move, and don't make a move until you get the answer for the question. Don't not what you believe. Mm -hmm. Double check it. I believe this is the case. Okay, good. Go look it up and make sure. Right, but I promise you, 
radio. I don't know what's going to happen in the radio, y'all. I don't. Right. It freaks me out a little bit. Like, I mean, I miss, I'm going to miss radio. Like, I don't know if it's going to change completely. I don't know if it's going to go away completely. It probably won't. But mm-hmm. it's definitely going to change. And I think the ones that survive will be probably more hyper-local. That will give them the the flavor that the your streaming and other stuff do, probably doesn't have. Like they will try to do something to make it relevant to the people within that, you know, that geographic region. That sure. will, their antennas will pick that up. I think it may be something like that, but I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, a uh, little foreshadowing on a future episode here. We're going to interview one of the Daredevil interns, maybe two of the Daredevil interns who did a uh, a playlist experiment this summer, and we're going to talk about the results of that. But hey, Johnny, should I put my song on a playlist? Where's the traffic coming from? Mm-hmm. playlist okay yeah there's people listening to that playlist yeah it's got this many downloads like it's got this many streams okay it's popular we can judge it we can measure it we can tell that this is po- this playlist is more popular than that playlist you know but as a general rule um you know spending money on on radio promotion i mean scary not mm-hmm. the best place to be right now you know um i on, on especially p1 radio Right, like we're actually charting right now with like four or five different artists on on Music Row charts, which is like the mom and pop shops. They're the smaller shops, far less expensive to do it, and um, far more. Um, you know, we're going to get a little bit more bang for the buck than having conversations with some of the more major. They're not major artists, but they have major artist budgets. Where mm-hmm. you know, Johnny, we just spent you know, 350 to 500 grand on, on major market radio and nobody knows who they are. Yeah. Right. You know, that we could have done a lot less and, and had a lot bigger audience for your artist. And that's what you want. You just need an artist for you to, to, to succeed, for you to win. You got to be in front of more people and just got to know where those people are coming from. This is why the cover thing with, with YouTube is so huge. Like what cover you choose is where's the traffic coming from? If you're on the voice, where's the traffic coming from? People watching The Voice. That's right. So does it really matter as far as the traffic, just in terms of traffic, what song you choose to cover? No. No. You can choose the crappiest cover on the face of the planet, and there's going to be the same amount of people waiting to watch that train wreck or watch that triumph, whichever one it Mm -hmm. is. Now, the choice of song that you choose to cover could make or break your outcome in the competition. Right. But it's not going to affect the traffic. But then back to your YouTube point, Brent, when you're doing a cover on YouTube, where's the traffic coming from? Which songs did I sing, Johnny? Which, where's the traffic coming from? Well, In I other words, what I are people looking for? What's yeah. trending? Yeah, what's trending? What's brand new singles that just dropped from really popular artists? Mm-hmm. That's what's trending. That's where the traffic's coming from. I love, you know, Stones. I love Living on a Prayer from John Bon Jovi. There's not... 600 million people that are going to be looking for that video in the next week. Right. Super popular. They, they still play it on the radio. Awesome, 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 awesome. Super recognizable. Everybody knows it. But where's the traffic coming from? Where's the people that are going to come from to recognize the, the song that you're doing? Right. Well, and even if they are searching for that, yours is going to be so buried, they're never going to find your version of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, so even if you're doing, you know, whatever great classic rock song that helped, you know, put a stamp on you as an artist. So this is a perfect cover because, you know, it shows my roots. People, if they're looking for that, 
you're new. You don't have any views yet. You're going to be way down thousands and of nobody's even looking down. for it. Yeah, nobody's and no even one's looking for it. No one's going to find you. Yeah, even if they were looking for it. So, I mean, I I remember I was working with my brother-in-law Matt on you know some political comedy stuff, and you know we wrote some parodies of some songs, you know, just you know around the election of like 2008 or something, and we thought it'd be funny from Obama's point of view, call if I make it through November instead of uh, the old Merle Haggard song if we make it through December. He thought, <laughs> oh, that'd be funny if I make it through November, everything's gonna be all right. I know, you know, and uh, I thought that'd be funny. You know, we had some funny lines, and and there was another one that you know, like an old cl- classic country, because that's the kind of you know music Matt does. It's like really country, and it's it's funny and stuff. We thought about doing some parodies, for it, but we decided not to do it because who's looking for that stuff? Yeah, like you can't use it as a discovery tool. You can use it to service your existing fans, but you can't use yeah. it to find new ones because no one's looking for it. And we decided not to do it. You know, right. and then and, and for the record, like in a situation like that, I really wanted to get my hands on that record, and it just right. didn't work out. But um, I, I like because there's you know, look, fifty percent of the country feels one way about politics. Fifty percent of the country feels another way about politics. We're almost evenly divided. So, right. <clears throat> like, it's super easy to f- and and everybody's super passionate about it. Right. So, for 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 a record like that to go out and start touching people during an election cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is what a good year to a year and a half, right? To be out following people on both sides of the aisle because mm-hmm. it's going to piss some people off, and they're going right. <laughs> to, and they're mm-hmm. going to look. Look at here's some more. You know, here, here's some more uh, whatever. Hey, some, some of those hey, people, Republicans or whatever. Yeah, or you know, yeah. A, you know, like you love to share the the stuff that pisses you off in politics just as much as you love to share the stuff that you agree with in politics. Right. And so it's just so shareable. And it, like I thought that there's the traffic is in the vitriol for the politics and, and you, but you have to go out and get it, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to go get it. But, but um, I really wanted to do that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, but we had, we had one of our, one of our listeners recently, do the cover thing like we're talking about taking a new cover there's like okay this song's about to drop i'm gonna do a cover version of it it was uh it was our listener johnny cochran yeah not the old oj you know your or the oj lawyer who's dead now but since oj's back in the news not that johnny cochran uh another one hopefully i have his name right but that's one of our listeners and, and he wrote us was like hey guys i tried this out you know, I was going to give it a shot. Normally, I do my covers, you know, really produced and everything. But this one, I did fast. I did it, you know, a lot more stripped down than what I normally do. And it was uh, Miley Cyrus's Malibu. He's it's about to drop or just dropped, like right then. So he's up. I, I did. I put that up. And what kind of results did he get? In 24 hours, he got 6,500 views. That's 6,500 people that became aware of Johnny Cochran that didn't know who he was before. Because mm-hmm. where, where was the traffic coming from? They were looking for Malibu. They, they were looking, looking for Miley. Malibu, right, because Miley just dropped it. And they found him and like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. And he tripled his subscribership. So mm-hmm. a, 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 a It was big, a significant bump for him. Yes, a big – and now it's over 10,000, right? And I mm-hmm. haven't even looked at it lately. That was like a month ago. So it might be over 12 so or 15 now. But – but uh, it's a little bit of a land rush, you know, gold rush. You try and yeah, get your stake in the ground before other it. people do, because, you know, it's once you get there first and early and, and Johnny did a good job on it, by the way, Johnny Cochran, he, it. he's good. It. Yeah, he's got some skills. All right. Yeah. So not only was he early in there, he got some chops. And so people are going to see that. And that gives it a better chance to catch and for more and more people to see it because they're like, oh, this is good. 
And so it just, you get in early and if you're good, man, then, then people come in, they're behind you. They got to kind of wait in line because they're not, they don't have all the views you have if they're in the same boat you are. Yeah, man. And so, but he, he just went on faith and said, okay, I believe the traffic is going to come from here because we keep talking about it. And, and he chose to trust us. And then look at what happened. Like, just like that. Like now do that every week. I'm not saying you can get those kind of results every week because Miley Cyrus is a huge artist, right? Just coming mm-hmm. off The Voice. I mean, she's got a lot of heat behind her at right. the moment. And, um, you know, she's doing some different stuff. But but uh, different artists for different reasons, you know, if you're consistent. But the thing that, is, though, he tripled his subscribers. So if he does it again, his base yeah. is a little bit bigger. Keeps growing. People right. want to so get an email finds, and know about his next video. He get the same amount of new people. He's already got more subscribers than he had, and you start rolling that snowball. That's right. You start rolling There's it. tons of people putting up music all over the place, but nobody's doing it really intelligently, I can promise you. So the smarter you think about this, the smaller club you're going to be in, the more love you're going to get. But you got to ask yourself one question. Where's the traffic coming from, right? <laughs> That's right. So with that, we're running a little bit long here, so let's tap out of this, guys. So this brings us to the end of another killer killer podcast uh, uh, of the climb and uh hey if you need like this is the kind of stuff that we talk about that we think about that we concoct at daredevil production if you need sometimes a personal touch can be the difference between creating some real momentum for you i mean johnny cochran literally listened to us for a year and then finally said all right i'm just going to try and do this and then god bless him he testified on the climb uh-huh. community by the way join the climb community on, on facebook. facebook yeah just search for the climb community. Ask to join. We'll get you in there. Be good. Don't be spraying and praying all your stuff. All right. Get to know people. It's Don't a it's Facebook. a it's a cool community. Uh, you will be shown the door if you misbehave. Okay, but um, come on in and, and and ask the questions there. And then don't be afraid to. Reach out at info at daredevilproduction Again, production is singular, and. Uh, Set up a time to, to get some personal one-on-one consultation. I'm available to you to do that, and I can take a look at everything that you're doing and point you in the right direction and make sure that the precious time that you do have to spend towards your artist career, that because you've got to do something else to pay the bills right now, we can make sure that, that you're getting the maximum return on that that you can get because it's you know your time is valuable, your money is valuable, and, and your art is valuable it it keeps getting more valuable when it gets in front of more people and that's the key so we want you to win guys all right so with that we'll say keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.